0: Nothing here is personal. I don't even know you. Do you think I'm like halfway between Kate and my sister-in-law, Sarah Whitesy? I, th-
1: I think, okay. I think um, you are using your impersonation of your sister-in-law as a conduit uh, on your way into finding okay. Kate. Find Kate within you.
0: Okay, and then the others were... Um, Rachel is a traitor. Rachel is a traitor. Oh, here's another one. There is no amount of money that I would push a barrel down a hill for. Got some dignity, y'all. There's something happening in America where a lot of people who are not from below the Mason-Dixon line are saying, y'all.
1: Any more, Kate, you can do for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The traitors are obsessed with me, and I'm so over it.
1: I just want to go on record as saying that all I want to watch on television from this day onwards is Kate, somewhere she doesn't want to be, doing something she doesn't want to do with people she doesn't want to be with.
0: She's one of the greatest things on television I've ever seen, and I I wonder if she is as good on Below Deck.
1: My understanding is Below Deck is about the lives of the people who work on the yachts of the super rich. Yes. And Kate was a head steward on one of these yachts. Chief Stew. (laughs) Right. She calls herself Chief Chief Stew. Stew. But... Don't you have to be incredibly accommodating and obsequious? Her personality doesn't seem like she would be good at a life of servitude. But I wonder if it's one
0: of those things, you know, there are those, those people who really turn one thing on for the people, quote unquote, above them and turn another thing on for the people, quote unquote, below them.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. Um, should we start by going through the departed yeah. Okay. Do, you, do, you, do you want to give us a bit of the last post or um, Amazing Grace or whatever it was? Amazing. Instrumental, ideally. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. I think we can live without it.
0: Oh, I thought it was, <laughs> I genuinely in myself was like, oh, wow, I'm doing I'm doing very well with this.
1: So Amanda's gone. It's, it said for reasons outside of her control, which we don't know. Presumably that's a personal reason. I mean, it could be that she was... Stealing cutlery from that castle and they they caught her. Really,
0: it can only be a true and real crisis in her family. Or she was starting to have like a genuine breakdown from doing a reality show. Can it be
1: any other thing? I've been on her Instagram. Yes. Firstly, her name is Amanda Clark hyphen stoner. And I can't work out if that is a double-barreled name or if she's just proud of being a stoner. No,
0: and- she's, a, she's a she's a nurse. That That's not someone who's hyphenating stoner. I, I wouldn't have it thought. just so, isn't. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay.
1: okay. Um, so lots of people have been posting about it. And she cryptically replied to one saying, I'll post about it soon with a love heart.
0: I hope she's okay.
1: Do you want to know which other cast members in the two minutes I spent on her Instagram feed? I saw interaction with
0: oh great okay Stephanie
1: yes is that right yep oh god Rachel yes
0: yeah you're kidding me
1: yeah in a kind of go girl yeah 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 that's what like. I was yeah, thinking yeah, 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 yeah that
0: they both are kind of like you go girl we got your back we're your sisters yep. forever yep. Traders US forever so how many more two out of two so far I can only yeah, go one, downhill two, from here
1: three. there are four more Christian yes
0: oh yeah, I should go on the TV show.
1: <laughs> I, d- I don't think this is the game they play on. There.
0: No, but what this is about is is understanding character.
1: I looked at Christian's in- Instagram, and I'm starting to feel a little guilty for all the mean things we've said oh. about him. I don't think he's. I think we just get carried away. You sometimes forget that these are real human beings when you do these podcasts. I know. I'm sorry. It's, it's because reality TV is all about heroes and villains, and and we enjoy the pantomime of it all. But it's just I saw a sort of picture of him cuddling a dog, and I thought he's not that
0: bad. Oh, don't be stupid, Jeff. I also saw a
1: picture of his. Um, his van, like a camper van. Van big, life is part of his big whole thing. With him, yeah. But if that
0: he was holding a dog is your mm. confirmation that he's like better than you thought, I'll say one no, no. quick thing on him. Is that- you, I'll
1: say one quick thing Hitler.
0: I just want to say one thing Hitler. Okay, so I guess Christian, and you haven't responded to that. Was Christian someone who commented? Chris,
1: Chris, Christian was, yeah. Uh, are you not? Why are this, you This not, is great. Go, go on, This is a-
0: like um, Slumdog Millionaire. That's what I feel <laughs> like this is. <laughs> um. Okay, so Angelica. Nope. No. No! <clears throat> Eliza and Peggy. Um, Kyle. No. I'm All
1: right, gonna, I'm off. Just go right. now. Quentin.
0: Of How could I be so stupid?
1: And Ari. Of course.
0: I think Ari is a good man. I don't know if that's what
1: viewers of The Bachelor would, uh, oh, would think. Like,
0: well, I don't really care what viewers of The Bachelor think. No offence. By which I mean, take offense.
1: All right, murdered. We just had Ryan.
0: I feel like everyone I fall in love with on this show goes. So there was Reza, gone. Brandy, gone. Ryan Lochte, gone. And all I can do right now is just hope, 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 hope that they keep
1: Kate around for a
0: little while because she is delivering.
1: You'll never get to see Ryan swimming in that cold lock.
0: I guess I'd be curious to see his body now. But really, I think I'm probably just as as happy, like...
1: With it in the memory.
0: We're, like, looking it up online. But it's kind of that difference
1: between... Have you looked it up online since we started this podcast? Yeah,
0: like, every day. (laughs) I've looked his body up every day.
1: A source material...
0: No, I, I wouldn't masturbate to it. I just... Just a little
1: something to get you through the day.
0: Yeah, it's just, like, a beautiful thing to behold... But the thing about like if they were to show his body versus Googling it, it's the difference between if if a song occurs to you and you think, oh, that would be nice to listen to. And then you play it on Spotify versus if it were to just come on the radio. Mm. Not that anyone listens to radio anymore.
1: I think they do, though. We don't. Largely because it's difficult to find a channel that I haven't got some kind of emotional pain associated with. Yeah, you have like a trigger from all these different radio stations. Yeah. Um.
0: (laughs) It's funny because it's true.
1: Come to realize that I think my favorite part of this show, aside from the roundtable, is watching them all ar- arrive to breakfast.
0: What about it? Are you liking so much?
1: I like the tension, but I also like the way that they really dress for breakfast. These people. Oh I mean, I, and I say this as somebody who sometimes I can't even be bothered to belt my dressing gown when I come <laughs> down in the morning. Uh-huh. So the the idea that you would get that dolled up. Do you think they're styled? This is a very
0: good question, Jeff. No. I think that they're styling themselves. I do think that if it's a professional stylist, you're a bad stylist. Because they they look, with the exception of Andy, who wears their clothes, their clothes don't wear them. Everyone else, you can see the choice. Like, I'm on television. So what I should wear on television is...
1: Do you think if they hadn't have captioned who the people are, you'd have been able to tell the so-called civilians from the famous people?
0: Oh, it's... Re- yes and no. Because it's
1: not just the same as telling... Uh a, a rich person from somebody no without that much money. No, no no it's
0: completely different mm. from rich person to not rich person it's about the faces it's these faces look like tv faces but I mean, but
1: this doesn't make sense because these are all people who became famous by being members of the public on a reality show a, and all you're looking at is you, you you're looking at a bunch of caterpillars before the metamorphosis what, into no, no no do
0: you know what, what we're looking at what is new money there's a. Uh, I don't know how to show that. There's like a use of money. Like you can see money and taste
1: aren't. Uh, this is what I'm saying.
0: This is what I'm saying. Money doesn't buy taste. Okay. This feels very dodgy to be saying. Oh, this right, right, right,
1: right. Let's move on. So we just got a banished to go. Just the one banished who was Kyle. How did you feel about it? I wasn't that fussed with I him. And and, and him. then when he started going around talking to people one-on-one, what a terrible strategy. No, but you know what
0: it made me think of a little bit was the podcast phenomenon Serial. And I remember one of the things that I learned from that podcast is that people who are innocent but have been accused, they then seem to be lying by simple virtue of enthusiastically defending themselves. Even... People who are supposed to be insightful about this stuff, like police officers, judges, lawyers, all these people, th- what someone who did a crime lying about it and someone who didn't do the crime accused of it, th- the instinct, no, 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 I'm innocent, I'm innocent, looks the same. So I, I felt a little bit for Kyle in that situation.
1: He was very gloaty on his exit, though, wasn't he? God,
0: the, I mean, this is a big difference. The exits in U.S. versus U.K. are very, very different because in in U.K. it was, for the most part, it was like. At most, it was, I've really enjoyed playing this game. Or, you know what? I was a faithful. That was that was the most you would see. And we are getting full <laughs> speeches. And they're only <laughs> going to get longer because people are only going to have been around they each other for longer. To, yeah. So I am really looking forward to hopefully having this theory of mine proven correct.
1: There was a moment, I don't know if you remember it, before Kyle was banished. You saw Andy just talking to him one-on-one and they, they said oh, to yeah. him, I respect you as a person. And outside of this, I hope we can carry on that rapport. That's not going to happen. never going to happen. It's if, like, a famous person won't cross the moat to befriend the non-famous person.
0: They never would.
1: You have a story that I think people listening to this podcast would love. And I don't think it paints the person in a bad light.
0: You think I should tell it? Yeah. Oh, that's so Im- Well, okay. I'm just going to say it. It's, it's arrogant. It's not, not name droppy, but thing droppy. I was on Would I Lie to You. There you go. Career highlight so far. I was on What I Lie to You. And one of the other panelists who was going to be on was Claudia Winkleman. And I was so excited to meet her. And I'm not from here, but what everyone has said to me is like, she's the best in the game. She's the best in the game. She's the best in the game. Fine. Um, So... I'm quite nervous. And it was very clear that her mode of operation with anybody who is not famous is to make sure they feel completely comfortable. Like Which reflects there, so well reflect on, her. So on her. So she's there. I was on a team with her as well. And she kept doing everything she could to make this a success for me. And it was, it was just the most likable thing. And I was like, this is how she does it. So as we're leaving, everyone's sort of like getting into their cars. And she goes, Sarah, I l- love you, darling. I'm going to follow you on everything. Follow you on everything. She departs. She followed me. On nothing.
1: How, thought, how many days was it of checking to see if Claudia had followed you on social media before say the realization hit? That I
0: checked every day. <laughs> Probably for a week. And then I was like, I'm not going to occur to her after a week.
1: And I think that so what I don't think is that was insincere. I think in the moment she meant it. And then she gets in a car, maybe her husband calls up, then she's busy. And it just it falls out of her head. No.
0: And it only made me like her more because it was just it was her making sure someone
1: felt good. And, And it's the gift that keeps on giving because there is never a time we watch a program with Claudia Winkleman in it where that doesn't. Pop into my head. Anytime and, and, and- she's on TV,
0: you go, darling, I'll follow you on everything. <laughs> so just know that anytime that we see Claude, as everyone calls, it's like, Claude, Claude, Claude. Um, and she's so funny. And I just want to say that on What I Lie to You, in the record, you saw a sense of humor that I've seen. You see twinkles, but you don't see it in full <sighs> on television. So I'm looking forward to the next show she hosts, really getting to showcase
1: that. Mm. I think, I think these couple of episodes were, were the point at which I started enjoying the traitors US in its own right, rather than just wishing it was a, a new series. The British one, thinking well, we'll make, make do with this in the, in same. the meantime. Same, I had the
0: exact same thought. Why? I, I, why was that? What was the shift?
1: I, I really think Kate.
0: Kate is so amazing. I think. I think also just Alan Cumming, and we'll say this now, having gone on and on about Claudia is so fantastic. And like anyone in any job is continuing to settle in.
1: There was a point at which you turned to me and you whispered nervously, I think I prefer Alan.
0: Basically, I live and work in the UK and I want Claudia Winkleman to like me. So I didn't
1: want you to say that publicly. But but I I, I, I wanted to talk about in on the podcast because I don't think you need to rank them. You can like Picasso okay. and Rembrandt. This is what I do. You can I like Lennon talk- and, and, and McCartney.
0: We're talking Lennon and McCartney. We're talking yeah. Picasso and Rembrandt.
1: You don't like it when our son constantly says that I'm the favourite parent. Yeah, no, I
0: don't like that particularly. I mean, it's a completely different situation and I don't know quite <laughs> how you found. There was like, there wasn't a world in which that was actually relevant to say. But um, here's, here's what it is. What I know will happen in the years to come with both these shows is that every time I'm watching Alan, I'll be like, I think Alan's my favourite. And then every time I'm
1: watching Claude,
0: darling, I'll probably want everything. I will um, I will prefer Claude.
1: We should do Hat Watch then.
0: Hat Watch. Which, Hat is Watch. <laughs> is this the jingle? Hat Watch. This is just coming out of me. Hat Watch.
1: Hat Watch. Now, I don't think Alan is delivering particularly. In fact, there was a lot of hatless moments. This is my one criticism. But, I mean, the outfits have been amazing. There was a cravat, I think, at some stage, or some kind of uh, odd necktie. There was, like, an all-black Victorian, almost like Undertaker's... Outfit. There was the sash with the brooch. To
0: quote himself on his own outfits, your friendly neighbourhood eccentric with a wardrobe to die for.
1: (laughs) Even sitting uh, outside on a winged back chair with a megaphone loudhailer thing, a bottle of whiskey and a blankie, he looked good. (gasps) Who looks good with a blankie?
0: Alan Cumming, but not Rachel, I'll tell you that. (laughs)
1: because Alan's hair has largely been slicked back. There was one episode where it was free. Do you think you and he have similar hair issues to do I, with this thinness? Is, uh,
0: one of the notes that I wrote during this is, I would I don't know how I'm going to get this intel, but one piece of information I would love to know is the product he is using when he slicks back. That could be a fun journey for this podcast.
1: Aside from uh, Alan's head, what did we have hat-wise? Okay,
0: hat watch, we're on the hat watch. Shelby was in a black sort of somewhat medium brimmed oh yes that
1: that did something for me because it it stirred up some um teenage memories of having a crush on either mel or kim from mel and kim who i don't think were a thing in the states more hats
0: so we had christian did a a few different things um he was wearing at one point a flat cap which interestingly for the challenge he then turned around forward facing for breakfast backward facing for the challenge
1: i think he Going for some kind of country gentleman look, but it looked more like the guy from ACDC had forgot to put his yes, short oh my trousers God. on. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he wore a beanie while talking to camera. And in episode six, he was back to his classic wide brim that he enjoys. Kate gave us a lot. She wore a black beret in a challenge. She then wore like a, a thicker black winter hat for her two camera moments. And all of the people who aren't wearing hats, what are they thinking of all the hats? <laughs> like, if you're someone on that show who hasn't put a hat on yet, or you're like, why is everyone in a goddamn hat? Also, of course, the best hat appearance, Fergus. Do
1: you think when they cast Fergus, one of the specifications is must be able to play organ?
0: Play organ? Did that happen?
1: In the church task Purgus I really was playing hated the organ. That
0: task. I was so dialed out. Well, just...
1: I couldn't tell if it was music being played in and he was pretending to play the organ. And even if he was playing it, I couldn't tell whether he could play it or couldn't because it sounded so discordant. But that doesn't indicate anything because I don't know if you remember the Queen's funeral. There was some organ music, which presumably is some maestro, but it, it's it sounded like someone who'd never seen a keyboard before.
0: <laughs> That's so bizarre. Yeah. How could that be allowed to happen? There's such like it was so precise. I know, but, but I don't I
1: don't think it was bum notes. I think it's meant to sound like that.
0: Hmm. Well, I think no, I think Fergus can't play the organ because I don't believe that, that perfection of look and energy, they would also get like a, a an organist. In, an organist. So I think it was a fake.
1: What do you think? Are there any musicians listening who were able to discern as Fergus's fingers caressed the organ in his fingerless gloves whether he was playing notes that corresponded to what we were hearing let us know it's hud's up at latest
0: we've had an email from carl wilson who's listening in toronto canada carl i've always wanted to visit toronto why haven't you then never it's never
1: happened you've always wanted to do something and it's I know, close you're to right, where you're right. you grew up. Oh my God, up.
0: that's so right. People say, I've always wanted to, about stuff that they've like, had like this very, 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 very faint whisper of a desire at one point to do. That's me in Toronto, if I'm being honest. So Carl Wilson from Toronto says, Hi, you two. Just to comment on your first episode, I thought it was hilarious when you pointed out that everyone thinks they're good at judging whether people are lying. But when you laughed about the idea that Amanda, the ER nurse, would experience a lot of lying, I think you were way off base. Think about all the people who end up in urgent care when they're on illegal drugs and lying about it.
1: But I, I think if I was on illegal drugs and I got myself some, into some state where I'd accidentally ended up in the ER room, I wouldn't be lying about it because I want the doctors to fix it and, and and to give me something that wasn't going to interact. I think he's right I with think the LSD. No, I b- th- I think badly. he's
0: I think he might be right. I'm going to continue. People who come in with stab and gun wounds. This is so dark from gang or other criminal altercations. People who are there due to injuries from domestic abuse. Oh my god, people who self harm, etc. Cetera, etc. etc. The anal insertion joke was funny, but I'm afraid it gets way darker than that, Carl. I'll say two things here. What I maintain is that, every, and I, I think actually Carl is conceding this point. I don't think he's arguing with the point that everyone thinks that they judge people well. He's basically
1: I, saying he liked what you said, but he didn't like what I said.
0: Well, I wouldn't have heard it that way, but you should know about my husband, Carl. He is the, one of the most defensive people I've ever met. No, if I, he feels attacked. In the, I, I, if you I use, can
1: perceive a slight. I you can, you know, perceive a slight However slight, slight, slight the slight is, I can perceive it.
0: I wish that everyone could see your face right now because what's going on is you know he's right. I know, I You'd know. find it really funny if you thought yeah. that he was wrong, but yeah. because you know he's right, you're having a hard yeah. moment.
1: Canadians, of course, known for the Mounties, not for being the fun place. But thanks, Carl. We appreciate you. First of all, it.
0: Carl, we love the contribution and we know that you're right. But I my know. husband's having a hard time. <laughs> Do we need to do a reset before we get back into the pod?
1: No, no, no. So, In all seriousness, I, I am pleased for Carl that he was able to identify it as a teachable moment.
0: You have a lot of tension in your body, but good no, job. No,
1: no, I am. I, um, I want to learn. Okay. Send us your thoughts, please. Maybe lay off me a little bit. Yeah, j- I've had a rough rough time of it. It's hud's up at latesttraitors.com. <laughs> Shall we talk about the tasks then? Yeah. So there were two. The first one was the church one.
0: Which I found dumb, mostly boring.
1: Did you find the masks creepy when everybody turned around in them?
0: No, because Mm. I knew it was coming because they did the exact same reveal in uk but when it happened in uk i did find it creepy even
1: though you know it's probably just a bunch of like boom operators <laughs> makeup artists you know, whoever, whoever, it is, whoever it picks is the hair gel the dry, for, yeah, for ellen just yeah. sitting there with masks on yeah
0: it's just you're not ready for it mm. i do want to mention that when they were doing the first challenge with the masks angelica cried <laughs> when she saw the masks she cried they
1: are creepy
0: but that's a very different reaction to crying. So that was wonderful.
1: Would you ever go to one of those masking balls?
0: I, I'd rather spend an evening alone talking to Christian about his career.
1: <laughs> and do, do you include those um, mask dorgies in this as well? Or are those all the same thing in your mind?
0: Yeah, it's all the same thing. Are people yes. ever doing things with those masks and then not fucking each other? I, I always
1: think it just it must descend into that.
0: I can't. I'm making peace in 2023 that even though I'm leading with love, I am happy to kink shame. (laughs) So I think that's a weird kink to have.
1: I don't know if I could enjoy a sexual congress whilst wearing a mask.
0: Because we have a child. We have some of those like funny animal masks.
1: Sonic the Hedgehog.
0: Yeah, we could put on like Sonic the Hedgehog masks. And a Spider-Man mask and have sex one time just to keep it fresh.
1: Um there was a point in the in the church musky tasky thing where Shelby described Christian as a natural born leader.
0: Oh my God, Shelby, and, honey, and and
1: in that task in particular, that is exactly what he wasn't. He was he was showing that he's like a dog; he can run and fetch things <laughs> yeah. on command. And to to be fair to him, I really felt you saw his military background come into play in the barrel task. Now that he was very impressive in the way <gasps> he that he, he got was that together. Very
0: impressive. That was one of the tasks so far that I, I loved watching it. I felt this challenge, in no small part. Because a Kate was so fun to watch.
1: It looked hellish. The idea of pushing that big barrel—it makes you, it
0: fills you with panic.
1: Any any time that I have ever had to help push a car,
0: I've never had to help push a car. No, I don't think that's like
1: a. Oh, I've done that a few times, and I've only ever really pretended because my my strength is so little that I I would make no discernible difference anyway. I would hate to ever be a pallbearer,
0: (laughs) not because of the grief, but you just don't want the weight. I, d- I don't on think those yeah skinny little arms. yeah
1: I don't, uh, that somebody else would be compensating for me, I think, and what was so interesting about Kate in this task specifically because is, is, is this this was a point at which something broke in her. I wonder if when they were devising the format if if they considered the possibility of someone going rogue because it either depends <laughs> on people pulling together to earn a pot of money or. Or traitors or a traitor working to steal it. Somebody who doesn't want to be there and is trying to self-sabotage is a fascinating element. And I think that's
0: another thing that happened that made it really come into its own in comparison to the UK version today is that's a wonderful thing to watch. And it is, I had these very mixed feelings about bringing in, reality show celebs but you you have to have a certain amount of money i think to not care Mm. plus be a certain kind of person to weather the storm of other people's anger and it is fun like it's fabulous to watch her try to get out of the house now
1: I really enjoyed the way she was teetering around in the great outdoors as well. She wasn't wearing appropriate footwear. No,
0: she never. I mean, that's part of her whole signature. And I realized she perceives herself, I think, as a sort of Audrey Hepburn breakfast at Tiffany's. We perceive her as Melania Trump. Yes. And it took me until episode five. It's Melania Trump. That's what's happening with those capes and the sunglasses and the hair.
1: When I was watching Kate, something somebody had said to me came to mind. Somebody said to me this format would be better if part of being a traitor was having to undermine the tasks. And I thought about that. I thought, no, I don't agree, actually, because it makes it too easy to spot traitors. I think people have got just the right amount of evidence to go on to throw around baseless accusations at the moment. And I, d- I don't know if it would upset the equilibrium.
0: I think that's right. And I think there are two tasks that I've really enjoyed watching. And I think in future seasons, will the percentage will continue to climb. Can I just say what I feel like as I criticize the tasks? I feel like these guys, like these real or women, couch potato people who watch sport and criticise the player. Like, oh, the yeah, yeah yeah elite, yes, yeah. top-of-the-line athletes. And you sit from the couch, like, talking about how they're fucking shit up. So I just, <laughs> I just want to hold my hands
1: up. What do you think of the device of the three people being on trial? Love it. If I was the traitors, I would always put two traitors into the mix. Because you're not limiting who you can murder. And also, <gasps> there's something about being on trial that I know people can understand that it could be a traitor, but, but I think they're, think they're inclined is- to think it probably isn't. That's
0: such a great thought, darling. Mm. Are we missing something? Is that somehow too risky? Or have you really interrogated it from all corners?
1: I thought about it because it's, it's basically deciding who you're going to murder and the only... But what only, if? What if they get the shield? But they could get the shield. Somebody, The person you've chosen could get the shield. Anyway, it just messes with the odds a little bit.
0: But the, the risk would be if two traitors went into that and then the one person who was a faithful got the um, shield, they would then have to kill one of themselves off.
1: No, because I think what happens is no one dies if if you try and kill someone with a shield. All right, before we start wrapping up, any, any stray thoughts?
0: I have an overall question. Can I just pose this? Mm. Do you think these contestants, faithfuls and traders, do you think they like Alan Cumming? I feel that a lot of them are really losing perspective and not finding any of his hilarious shit at all hilarious. <laughs> I wanted to flag that there was a moment where Rachel was wearing a corset. Like, that was one of her outfits for the day. It was corset. And then she wrapped herself in a blanket over her corset. And I feel it's the first time that's ever been done.
1: And and you think this is perhaps further evidence that these people are not being styled? Yeah.
0: No one's putting on, like, <laughs> do you know what? We're putting her in a corset over a button-down white shirt. Anything else? Are we going to discuss it all the fact that uh, Kate referenced Princess Di <laughs> There's
1: her so fashion in so much with her, I've forgotten about that.
0: I did not. There this, was this no is when she was point. wearing what
1: we would call a tank top, and you would call a sweater vest.
0: It was a sleeveless sweater that she was wearing over a shirt.
1: And, and it, it was it when she and on. Rachel it was, it was, it, were
0: like yelling at each other about their outfits. Now, the Ernest dessert- to Kate.
1: The design was sheep.
0: The design was at Little Sheep. She was in a better outfit than Rachel, who was in her corset at that point, and who did, I think in Rachel's mind, she was bringing us Stevie Nicks. Mm. And I sort of liked what Kate was wearing for Kate that day, but I was not getting Princess Dye vibes. R.I.P. Forever Nerds. I noticed as well that there was like a, a leather hair accessory. On Rachel. And I just want to say that what that is, is that it's a dead animal on your head. And I don't want to see that on TV unless it's Yellow Jackets. (laughs) There was a moment in the barrel challenge when people were talking about feeling hungry. And in that moment, it occurred to me that if I ever got to go on the traders, I would have to bring an additional piece of luggage. And it would only be filled, I think, with some kind of sucking, something that I could keep in a pocket so I could eat constantly whilst doing the challenges.
1: Your little protein bars.
0: My protein bar, or or if it had to be smaller than that, like a sucking candy, anything for my blood sugar. And if you're thinking, Sarah, do you have a technical blood sugar problem?
1: I don't. Just a psychosomatic one.
0: Two more things. Number one, Christian has been reminding me of someone and I'm like, who, who, who? It's this guy, Gavin DeGraw. He had like an album that was popular in 2004 and his big song was... I'm going to go back from the mic. Here we go. I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. Oh, I have to, That song. So and I don't then know he, the song. Sh- was that a good impersonation? It actually, it actually was kind of good. And then finally, I'm noticing a similarity in UK and US. The person who becomes the trustworthy trader is a woman who's one of the older ones in the group.
1: What does that say about the way society views older women? It
0: means it finds us trustworthy.
1: And toothless. Who are they about to banish? Are the other two traitors about to stick the knife in with Cody?
0: I think I'm in a big swing. I think Cody's about to go.
1: Will we miss him? A little. I think his strategy of keeping his mouth shut, the more now you hear him open his mouth, was a good one.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I, I don't, said with love, leading with love 2023, I don't care about Cody. Mm. Not interested in him, I don't think. Whereas I'm interested in Kate, who's the other one that we run the risk of losing. I want to I keep her around. But I also think if you're Rachel, for example, or you're one of these people that feels like Kate just comes at you with hostility, that can feel so destabilizing that then you would just want to get her gone. So you don't have to deal with her coming, like disliking you in that way.
1: Yeah, if actually the aim of the game is figuring out who's traitor, who's faithful, they're all sure Kate is faithful yeah. at this point. So while you're still sniffing out traitors, it's, it's a waste of a banishment. Yeah. Once again, we'd love to hear from you, please. What are you thinking? The email address is hoodsup. That was better. Thank you. I feel like um, I'm <laughs> yes. Eliza Doolittle. I'm training your northern accent out of you. Who was the guy?
0: Poor Professor Higgins. You're, you're Henry Higgins, yes night, yes. night and day.
1: Hoods up at latest And so to bed. And so to bed. The days have eyes, the nights have ears. Sleep well.